the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we are here to talk once again, Larry. Good evening, Dr. Mark. I tell you, we have a very, very kind of solemn and serious conversation to have today. We do. But it's really, really important, you know, and, and I, I want our listeners to yep. not to focus on the negativity, yep. but focus on the, yep. the fact that the recognition of this issue, yep. uh, the, the fact that nationwide, worldwide, yep. it's more talked yep. about. And really give some information that I think could be helpful. I think the statistics today are going to blow people away, Dr. Yeah, Mark. those are kind of you great. Yeah, well, we're goodness. going to have a discussion on mental illness, right? the signs and symptoms, right? the issues of identifying a troubled person, and just an honest discussion, Dr. Mark, on mental health and all things related. You know, you don't have to go far. You turn on your TV, and if you watch any news station, you're going to see something there that is going to relate back to a person's or community's mental health. Yes. And I'll tell you, for, for many years, I don't, I don't know how old a child needs to be to watch the news. You I know? agree. I mean, I think it's the number keeps well, getting pushed up Well, it's interesting you say that because we don't let our grandchildren watch the news. Oh, no, no. And when, you when can't I'm, watch the local news. No, and when I'm watching the yeah. news and the kids walk in the it's room. It's too violent. I'm like either yeah. – either, I, I, yeah. They never get through a whole episode, yeah. right? I mean, your twelve-year-old probably you no. won't let him watch the local news, no. right? Yeah. And then you you take that that information, and so we think we're protecting our kids from that. Yeah. But what do they get on their phones, and what do they get That's at right. school? That's right. And I think that answers one of the questions that we get brought up in the news when yep. one of these horrific shootings happens, yep. Yep. and they talk about you know, they describe mm-hmm. the uh, assailant. Yep. And you're looking at it going, wow, you know, that person had yeah. had known mental illness. Right. How did it get so far? So how we address yeah. it as as a family and right. society, you know, it's really, really important. Well, you know, it's a very sensitive and emotional issue, but it needs to be discussed openly and honestly. And I think the thing that I when I researched this, Dr. Mark, do you realize and we're not just going to talk about school shootings? No, no, because no. there's all kinds of things yeah. going on yeah, out yeah. there. But, do you know, there has been 30 school shootings in America already this year and we're only late may yeah no yeah and and those those statistics are just yeah nauseating it and, is nauseating. because at the same time they're they're all over the news there's never any solution yeah. in sight and and there there's yeah. it, i don't know it's that's, that's really that's why we we're going to sort of stay away from that yeah where i want a couple of disclaimers okay okay good uh you're not a physician no uh, i am not a psychiatrist right um so I am going to address this with as much like early level medical stuff that I can, right. which probably just means I may or may not be better at pronouncing things. Right. Uh, but other no, than that, not. we're going to talk as as two parents That's right. uh, and uh, just as, as regular Americans That's right. are going to address this issue. But I think that anyone who has a voice today mm-hmm. 
whether it's on radio, on television, on podcasts, if you are a writer, anybody that's getting a word out there has the responsibility to address this issue. Exactly. Because it is not and has never yeah. been spoken about enough. That's right. And is that is probably the single most important issue and the single most responsible issue for what we're seeing today with an elevation in need. Exactly. And one other thing I want to clarify, Dr. Mark, and and I agree with you, uh, we're not experts on this. We're trying to bring the education to the to our listeners. But we also want to clarify that this is not going to be a political discussion or about legislation on guns. No, 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 no. Yeah, because those are just issues that um, unfortunately political issues get brought into focus and they they kind of squash out. Everything else becomes white noise, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, we, that's not yeah. how we that's not how we play the game. That's right. Uh, and there are some, you know, there are yeah. some political actions yeah. that have occurred, and we're going to talk about those yep. that we're going to disagree with. That's right. And it's not disagreeing because of any party affiliation. That's right. That's right. It's what what we really believe is right for our that's kids, right. right? And you know, before you get into an actual mental health diagnosis, and we go through some stats and then get into the details. I just want to ask the one question that we're going to go through as we talk about this. So when do actions by individuals become issues that need to be addressed? How do we identify those issues and how should we handle them without invading others privacy, Dr. Mark? Right, cuz those are what you have to do every time, you know, as a physician, as mm-hmm. a teacher or a principal. Yep. Those are issues that you have to have to look at and and balance on how actions are made and and that's the the question has always become you know you you know too late when you did it I don't want to say wrong right. but it was wrong for that right. particular right. individual right. and it's going to be different individual to individual right and but social the, media has brought a huge light to this whole topic well social media has not just a light to yeah. the topic I would say social media on the other side mm-hmm. has has made this a pan, you know, a, a, its own pandemic. It has. I mean, it has. I mean, because I like you know, that idea. The, the it's idea, a mental health pandemic right. on social media, and yeah. because you know the effect of social media on a lot of these people that we're going to talk about and how they mm-hmm. they get into issues that don't get treated right. are the stressors that come up with having to keep up this appearance on social media. Exactly. Um, and again, not this is not. Anything that I, either of us are experts on, and we're right. kind of jumping right. around, right. but you know, you hear time and time again about internet bullying yeah. and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the suicide that. And that we're going to talk about all this. Yeah. So, but so before let's start, we get let's to a definition, Doctor Mark, yeah. what does it mean to have a mental health diagnosis? All right. So I'm going to read uh, a definition. I'm going to okay. just read it right out of the book here of the from the American Psychiatric Association. Okay. They define mental illness as a health condition that involves changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or a combination of these. If left untreated, mental illness can have a huge impact on daily living, including your ability to work, care for family, and relate or interact with others. Interesting. So, so it's pretty gentle, right? It's I very mean, it's general. Very, yeah. It's gentle. It's, it's about gen- life. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. exactly. So, it's about life. Yeah. So I think the diagnosis is one thing. And the, you know, naming, putting a label on an issue is another. And, you know, we, we often talk about yeah. not wanting to quickly label things. Yeah. But until somebody makes the idea that, okay, this issue, whatever it is, right. you know, whatever this vague issue right. is, right. when it starts changing how you behave and how you interact, 
and allows you to make poor decisions, mm-hmm. then then this diagnosis yeah. has an action attached to it right. and a consequence. And, and, and that's impact your ability to live, work, and right. survive be, in our, our world today. Be a safe and healthy yeah. part of the yeah. community. Yeah. And yeah. I say safe and healthy to yourself as, right. as well right. as to others. Uh, Dr. Mark, we came up with a number of statistics from the National Alliance on Mental Health. And why don't you start a couple of them off? Because I tell you, some of these things blew me away. All right. So this is uh, in February of 2021. Mm -hmm. About 41% of adults in Florida reported symptoms of anxiety or depression. Unbelievable. Okay. So so 41%. So, you know, we're pushing darn near close half. Yep. And and this was February 2021. A lot of stuff going on. Just a few months ago. Um, You know, there's, you know, with with the pandemic, with the economy. So, so. Comparing that as a sort of a, a peak could be mm-hmm. something, but but here's something else: only about a quarter of that group were unable to get the needed help or counseling or therapy. Right? Incredible. So, the, or a quarter were unable. Yeah, I think I said, I said that wrong. A quarter yeah. were unable. Yeah. So, I mean, so of the forty percent that forty one percent that identified symptoms of anxiety and depression, ten percent of that they couldn't get help. Got no help. Right. So another huge, huge issue. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to just say it, 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 someone has a you know one in four chance of getting some professional help to address, right? You know, or just or three, one in four chance of not being able to get, yep. you know, professional help. That's, I mean, that's one that's in it. four. Yeah. So, so I mean, the 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 cards are stacked against you from the get go. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental health each year. Wow. Okay, so serious goes into that piece where— So that's 5% of the U.S. population. Yep, every every year, every year. Every year. So what we're looking at there is someone who, whatever this issue is, whatever name gets slapped on Mm -hmm. it, it is negatively affecting the person— or the people around them. Right. So that's that's what makes it a Our serious. society, maybe. Yeah, yeah a, a serious yeah, mental yeah. health issue. Right. And, and bringing that down to Florida, Dr. Mark, about 650,000 adults of those 1 in 20 U.S. were indicated that had a serious mental illness by the National Alliance of Mental Health in Florida this past year. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, 650,000 yeah. adults in, yeah. the, in Florida. So there's about, what, 19 million uh, we got well, actually we got twenty two yeah, million 22 people million. in Florida now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So but that's a big number. So so I mean I think our our point is super common. Yep. And something that's this and common maybe many and times about, undiagnosed oh, or untreated. Sure. Oh for sure. Yeah. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. No question at all. Right. And you know there's there's so much stigma attached with yeah. with carrying any diagnosis. Yeah. Right. But the diagnosis of mental illness has been historically yeah. one of the worst. Right. And right. and I mean I, I would like to say that in the last couple of decades that there's there's been some some forward push to making that not so much an issue right uh, but I would say it hasn't been until the la- this last decade yep. when we've seen celebrities yep. that get out there actually and, talk about their mental illness yeah we've they seen, talk about it and address uh, who it. is the gymnast uh, Simone Biles yep yep no I mean we could um, the list yeah. is actually I don't want to miss anybody but the right, list right and and sometimes they're talking about it and sometimes mm-hmm. it's the result of suicide right and then finding out yep. that that yep. the great Robin Williams. Yep fought with mental illness his, his whole career, right. and a lot of people had no idea. Yeah. So so those things, and it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, okay, because those things, mm-hmm. like we talked about social media being a problem, 
Right. But in this case, these celebrities are able to go through social well, they have media. A, they have a platform. And they can now talk yep. about yep. it. So, yep. so can that counteract the negative undercurrent of social media? Yep. And, I mean, I, I'd say that's one, one difficult challenge yep. for sure. But we're definitely seeing more people speaking out. And it really does take not – it's not, you know, you, it's not the parent that speaks out and convinces the child, That's right. right? And it really does, we need a platform out there yep. where people yep. look at this as it's commonplace. Right. And you can pick that for any type of illness, but in mental illness, mm-hmm. it's, it's tremendously important. Yep. And I would say if there's one thing that is sort of shedding a little positive light. That's what it is, is that yeah. we're seeing yeah. more of it in the, in the, I don't want to even say the news, but it's more of it is yeah. just out there. It is. And out so, there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've taken away the, the, a lot of the, t- mm-hmm. the bad terms, right. You know, we've, it's, it's always funny to me that people say, you know, we don't, we don't use the, de- the, the term crazy. So in, in facilities that yeah. treat mental illness, you know, we right. try to avoid that word. Right. Well, that word right. is used in conversation over and over Everywhere again. Everywhere now. And right. I mean, I'd, I'd have less of a hang up on the words that we use and rather how we use them and how yeah. we address the concerns that those words really mean. Right. Dr. Mark, we're going to continue this conversation. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the youth are experiencing in mental health. And we're also going to talk about why people did not receive mental health care. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is BehindHealthCareNow.com. That's BehindHealthCareNow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion, on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You've got Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are talking about the very, very serious topic of uh, mental yep. illness. Yep. Um, and, you know, we can we can talk about it. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking right. so much about mental health, uh, which is sort of a descriptor. That's but right. we're really yep. trying to dig into the statistics and the reality yes. of mental illness. Yes. And, you know, the mental illness, It's it, you, you've heard of the uh, DSM-5? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's like, that's the book, and it's, it stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Wow. Five is it's the fifth edition. Okay. And so a lot of the terminology that that physicians use or caretakers use would, would be out of that DSM-5 okay. because if you're going to attach a diagnosis, uh, and, and this is typically for insurance and billing purposes, right? right? right. Because we don't really need the, the fancy names, but that's where you're supposed to – 
look at it. And, and as I said at the beginning of the first segment, not a psychiatrist here. Right, right. We talked about having a psychiatrist on. We did. And there, there's certainly going to be things in here that we're going to we get the wrong. Right. right. Yeah. But but for this discussion, I, I'd really like to see this as a discussion that can continue in our listeners' yep. homes and yes. their, you know, in their families. And we want to educate them on the issues. Right. So yep. I don't want to yep. I don't want to intimidate because people aren't going to talk about things no. if they're like, you know, well, right. well, I'm going to get that wrong just because of a different right. diagnosis and right. a different definition. Right. We're going to talk about particular disorders That's at some right. point, but let's keep let's let me, keep talking yeah, a little bit about three, the problem. Let me give you three stats that we can talk about, Doctor Mark. You know, we talked about forty uh, percent uh, of adults in Florida uh, experience anxiety and depression, and again, one in twenty U.S. adults experience serious mental illness every year. I think we talked about right. that, but one in six U.S. youth between the ages of 6 and 17, experience a mental health disorder each year. Right, right. And that's 180,000 yeah. in Florida. Yeah, and, and this can range from what you would just almost de- determine as like, uh, they're, uh, you know, having a bad day, yeah. uh, having a yeah. bad week, a little anxious about yeah. this, a little anxious about yeah. that, and because it's, you know, it's a disorder, right. And right. but it can also be way more serious than that, Larry. That's right. And, and these are things that if it... it it's not just about medication, right, right? Right. It's about recognition and making sure people get the right problem. evaluations. Yeah. And you, you, where do you start? So you recognize you want to start with your primary care physician, right. but right. if it's not something that they're comfortable with, or if you as a parent get a or as a patient, yep. yeah, let's go to the next level. That's right. And that doesn't necessarily mean meds, because I think a lot of people That's are really right. scared about medication. Well, let me talk about that for a mm-hmm. minute, because I, I had dinner last night with a physician that uh, does a lot of this. Uh, he's not a psychiatrist, but he's a well-informed internal med doctor who does palliative care and some other things, deals with depression all the time. Right. And his comment was that he believed that Fifty percent of the primary care doctors that are prescribing depression meds was probably unneeded. Right. And his comment was, "Everybody has a bad day. That doesn't mean they're depressed." Right. 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 Talk about that, Doctor Mark. Well, I would have to say, I mean, there's two issues there, right? Yeah. And it's it's how well we are educated as physicians in psychiatric disorders, right? Mental illness. Right. And so that's something that that we can certainly do better. But the other thing, Larry, is it goes back to the antibiotic argument when we talk about pediatricians. Yep. Yep. If you're going to walk into your doctor and you're going to open up and you're going to say, hey, I can't sleep well, I'm really anxious about something, and sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed. Right. A lot of people are not going to be happy. Right. But but, but a lot of patients aren't Mm -hmm. going to be happy unless they walk out with a script. You're right. And so yep. so no there's, a, there's a pressure there, yep. too, which is why I say it's not just about medication. Right. I think everybody hears, you know, it's what's just remarkable is when people are started on medications for depression, mm-hmm. one of the unintended side effects can be suicide or right. suicidal thoughts. Right. And you think, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how, can, yep. how can that be? Now, chemically, it makes sense. Chemically, right. it makes right. sense. Right. But – but how scary would it be to know that and be staring at that pill in the palm of your hand before you pop it in your mouth? Exactly. And you're already yeah. in in a place yeah. where you at least brought it up with your doctor. Yeah. Well, let's add another thing to this. You know, we talked about uh, 25% of people that actually experienced 
some type of anxiety, oppression, weren't able to get counseling or therapy in Florida, Dr. Mark, of the 800,000 adults who did not receive mental health care, half of those, it was because of the cost. Right, right. And and when they say they were unable to get needed therapy, cost Cost is a big issue. Cost is a big Access issue. Access is a big issue. Access is a big I issue. Mean, yep. And I would say in this arena, that access cost things. We we talk yep. about that. We talk about all all those yep. determinants of you know. We're, yeah. And we're, yeah. we're determinants always, of health. Always so discussing determ- that. But when it comes to mental health, you've yeah. got two more issues. Right. You've got the fact that a true specialist is is very specific. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've also got the fact that. It's an issue that the patient or parent may not want to bring to light right. because, you know, if you just look the other way, maybe things will just get That's better. Right. It'll get you know, better. Maybe we'll just That's right. we'll, maybe we'll change schools. Maybe we'll do this. Yep. We'll do yep. that. You know, but, my 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 kids are educators. They, they all teach. Right. They see these troubled kids in the schools all the time. Sure. And many times their parents are just completely uninvolved. Yeah. It's up to the teachers to educate my kids. Well, I tell you, it that that, that, it. Is, that is scary yeah. because you can yeah. only do so much, yeah. right? Because you can only, yeah. you know, as, as a as a teacher, I mean, there's only so much interaction. You're only right. seeing the patient right. for for seven hours a, a day. I said yeah. patient, but student, but in this yeah. case, student, yeah. you know, you only see him for a number of hours. That well, that That's one right. teacher's not seeing him that whole seven hours. That's right. That's and right. you know, someone can be yeah. labeled as misbehaving or. Or, you know, if they're just quiet, I mean, you, if you if you don't have time to sit down and address this, you don't you have no idea what's going right. on in this yep. person's yep. life. Yep. So that that well, is I'll a give you an example. My daughter is a reading specialist uh, and she teaches K through five in her school and she gets the kids that are having trouble reading. Right. And what she'll find out, I've heard her say more than once. It's not just they're having trouble reading. They've got emotional problems. Right. Sure. And how do you fix that as a teacher, as a no. reading teacher? Well, it's always that first tough step. And yeah. if the parent, I mean, if the parent doesn't want to address it, it's not going to get that's addressed. Right. There's and, another thing, Dr. Mark, I think that's important. You know, we talked about cost. Right. Seeking mental health care is you're five times more likely to be out of network in your insurance program, therefore costing higher out-of-pocket cost than you would normally for normal care. How does that work? Is that because I know that with what well, was one of the coverage yeah. the, with yeah. Obamacare, one of the discussions was they they the commercial plans have to cover yeah. mental illness, but it doesn't say how much. Is that is that well, the difference? Well, here's the issue in Florida. I think we talked about we have 22 million people in Florida. Mm-hmm. Over six million people in Florida live in a community that does not have enough mental health professionals. So they'd be out of network, yeah, because they're not yeah. in that because okay, they don't have the, the zone. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I would only hope those that are that's, big issues, yeah, Doctor yeah. Mark. Well, access, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. But but it is. You know, we talked about the the specialization. Okay, let's let's say that you are. Uh, an elderly person that's got a you know, hypertension and, mm-hmm. and you're having a little bit of trouble breathing. If you go see your cardiologist, mm-hmm. they're going to know more than just a little something about your lungs. That's right. Right. Even that's though right. there's a pulmonologist too. Right. Right. But when it comes right. to psychiatrists and psychologists, I mean, I would, I would dare say that there aren't many other specialists that can really carry on the professional conversation right. and evaluation. Right. Uh, you know, primary care, it's going to just depend. It's going to depend on the screening tools that they use. Right. And, Larry, there are a lot of excellent screening tools 
for many of the yes. concerns that we have, yes. Yes. Uh, both for kids yep. and for adults. Yep. And yep. a lot of times those tools are absolutely covered by Medicaid and Medicare. They are. And well, the tool is called a P6 or well, a P9. A yeah, yeah, a P9. Yeah. Number so, of them, yeah, P9. Yeah, so yeah. I th- I, and, I, and again, I'll probably get this wrong, but I, I thought that P9 is for depression. It and is. Whatever, but, but depression there's other screening. Ones, there are yep. screenings for autism. There are screening, you know, there are all sorts and of And then, screenings. you know, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, we did the program on social determinants of health. I think right. it was last week. Yep. Uh, there is an entire social determinant health survey that covers a lot of this sure, over sure. and above depression. That that, qu- that asks yep. you those questions That's in a right. way that you're probably more likely to answer yep. than yep. than okay. Let's say you, let's say you go see your primary care doc, Larry, yep. and they just go, Larry, Larry uh, so uh, have you been depressed? Yep. Uh, no. Well, that's what he and asked. They leave me. It. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my PCP. Would you know? A couple years ago, yep. uh, they were doing the depression screening. He looked at me, and says, Are "You depressed?" Right. I said, I don't think so. He said, okay. Yeah. And, that and, was and it. sometimes it's almost like a joke. <laughs> yeah, know? it was a and joke. And I'm not, you yeah, know, and, yeah, and yeah. so, but but who would know if, to, right. how do, right. self-diagnosis is the the worst thing to do. It's like and the most being difficult. your own lawyer. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just a bad idea. Yeah. And if yeah. the doctor is in and out of the room in a matter of minutes, if you don't come in there, you come in. How many times do people go to the emergency room right. and say they're having back pain or they're having trouble sleeping or what? But the real issue, Larry, is that they're depressed, right? right. And and so our ability as a medical society to identify these folks, yep. a, yep. and then address it, b, right. is yep. really pretty abysmal. Well, there's a couple of things while we're talking about depression. High school students with depression are twice as likely to drop out of school than their peers. And last year, 2021, 65% of Floridians ages 12 to 17, now this is your middle school, high school, who have depression, receive no care, Dr. Mark. Man, that's that's frightening. And, and That is frightening. And now, you know, depression can be, can be episodic. You know, right, it can right, be just related right. to an issue. It can be that they're having trouble, in class, but it, it can also be the starter of all the other problems. You know, it can be yep. that, the, that the depression is disallowing yep. the child from taking part in in that school community. Right. And so you don't know. But that's right. what these right. surveys yeah. can address. Right. And I think there is there is more action in that realm today than there ever has. There has, has been, no but, question about it. In fact, we're you know, when we screen our patients now, we use that social determinant health screening tool. Right. right. And we use that uh, I-9 a depression tool. Right. We use them both. For all the ACOs. Yeah, for part, all yeah. the ACO, the commercial and the Medicare yep. lives. But let me let me talk about a couple other things because I know we're going to go to a break in a minute and we'll come back. On average, one person in the U.S. dies by suicide, Dr. Mark, every 11 minutes. And in Florida, over 3,500 lives were lost to suicide and over 610,000 adults indicated they had thoughts of suicide just last year, Doctor Mark. Right. That's that's incre- That's an incredible Florida stat. Now, when you yeah. do, and and you do see those stats um, where, when they talk about what's happening every minute. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, think, I don't. I don't think people believe it. I mean, I don't it, think they do. I either. mean, it's every eleven minutes. Every eleven minutes in America. You know? So you know, yeah. I, I, in your average, you know, twenty-five minute commute in your car to get to work, yeah. you've got two, two people, people kill themselves. Kill themselves. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's 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 just abysmal. I think it's got to be when we get back, I want to talk about 
something that is a little bit political. Okay. Uh, and about a survey that in schools, and I think it's just a, it's just a topic we should bring out, Larry. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. Uh, we're going to go to uh, the, an additional extension of this same very important topic about yes. mental illness. And before the break, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about something that's going on in schools that that is, quite frankly, unavoidable to say it's not political. Yep. Uh, and again, it's not. It's just it's just wrong, Larry. And it's yep. it's it's very concerning to me. Um, it was actually uh, in the Orlando Sentinel uh, yesterday, I yep, believe. Yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. and the the uh, article says dozens of groups seek restart of a CDC survey on kids' health risks. Right. So I'll start out by saying, Larry, did you know there was a CDC survey on health kids' health risks that were were going through all of the public schools? Yep. Did you know that? It's, no, I did not. I it's didn't know called that the Youth Risk Behavioral Survey, and it's given every other year in every right. high school. So let's say that again. It's the yep. Youth Risk Behavioral Survey. Right. So we were just talking about the importance of surveys. Right. So in this case, this is a funded program that is administrated by, by the, the CDC. CDC. Yeah, yeah. And it's a school-based survey. It asks students questions about everything from their daily diet, exercise yep. regimen, yep. suicidal thoughts, right. sexual orientation, yep. and gender identity. And it's supported by the National Education Association. I mean, it's supported by lots of places. It's, yep. it's supported yep. by the American yep. Academy of Pediatrics. Right. And it's supported by the Florida Educational Association and the Florida Mental Health Advocacy Coalition. I mean, we go on and on Florida and on. Psychological yeah. Association. So, so this, this article, it, the first sentence is that there are 80 – Florida nonprofit organizations and advocates that are calling for the State Department of Education to reverse its unexplained decision. Yep. Okay, so this has been pulled off. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic yep. that well, you it's, you brought it up to me. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know this. Was going I had on. no idea there was a survey doing every other year in high schools of a hundred questions. Call this youth risk behavioral survey. Yeah, you know, and I don't even know. The, so, I wonder so, if parents even know that. So. I probably I I would say almost yeah. almost assuredly not unless right. you're a teacher and That's you're administering right. the survey That's or right. you're on the school board yep. or or maybe you're in the PTA and they talk mm-hmm. about it but right. I almost don't even want to talk about the presumed why okay right. Right. but I but right. I want to I want right. to first state that okay this is 
very important. It is very Surveys important. Surveys yep. are yep. extremely effective in identifying issues right. in mental health right. because people just aren't going to come out and tell everybody what they're thinking, but That's they right. hopefully yep. are going to answer the well, survey. Let me, and, and let me hit concern. on two things, Dr. Mark. And again, we don't want to get political, but we do need to explain why the state of Florida has pulled this survey as of March. And they say they're going to rewrite the survey before it's given to Florida students again under the Florida Education Association. And one of the questions in there was, what is your sexual orientation? And when you go down to ABCD, the, the, you know, which question you can answer, the D said, I don't understand why you're asking me well, this question. Well, it says, no, let's yeah. do it, get okay. it right. Yeah, says, get it the right way. The, the, uh, the response basically is, I do not know what this question is asking. Right. That's right. right. That's so, right. So that's the answer for, right. you know, all, all the other. And so the, so the argument from Tallahassee is they don't want this question on there. That's right. And that, but yet there's a way to answer it right there on yeah, the survey, there is. Yeah, which there, I there think is. is appropriate. Right. Right. Now this, see, this is where, I mean, I, yeah. I honestly, I, again, I just want to sidestep it because there, it's so politically yeah. motivated. It is. It's it nauseating. Is. And this is mental health. There is no one out there right. in any party that says we don't need to get better at treating and identifying That's mental right. health. There's nobody. We've now, already talked now, about I don't know, an inadequate mental health system you know, that affects individuals, sure. families, and communities, Dr. Mark. Now, Larry, I'm going to pose a question that I don't uh-huh. think either of us know the answer to. This is a survey, mm-hmm. but it's probably – blinded it probably is not attached to the student taking the survey i would agree because it's not yeah. being it's got to be blinded yeah, yeah. so yeah. so it's not even it, it's sort of it's just taking a i don't you, you understand what I'm saying? like not, if this it was doesn't in a identify the person taking because it would the be survey. a hipaa violation exactly for yep. the classes to, yeah, to that's say, another good point dr mark you know, i hadn't thought of that and it doesn't yeah. say anywhere in this article about that you know whether that's the the, the way it lays out but but I'm wondering, you know, if it's just this is just the CDC is gathering information and they could identify in a school population, whether it be the school or a region or a state, if there is an uptick in issues. Yep. And that's what I'm assuming. Dr. Mark, this is, this going is all about big government and state control. Well, yeah, you no, know well, it's, yeah, you know I don't, I don't yeah. even I, we don't I, even want to go there. All of our listeners you know, know what it's what about. It's about. And, that's right. and that's right. at, at this point. There's just no room for a party division over whether or not we can get better yeah. at identifying and yeah. interacting. Let's and not use our health. kids as pawns in this. Uh, that's yeah. the issue. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. That really. Yeah. That really is. That really is. So that's awful. a great conversation, Doctor Mark. Yeah. Well, we've got a, we've got a few more statistics. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Uh, you know, when we talk about uh, suicide and all, and I thought that it was very interesting. And one in four people with a serious mental health illness have been arrested by the police at some point in time in their lifetime, leading to over 2 million jail bookings of people each year with a serious mental illness. Now, the question comes, Dr. Mark, and you're the doctor, do these people need to be in jail or do they need to be counseling? Well, it's case by case, um, and for a couple of reasons. One, counseling may not get the job done, Larry. That's true. Um, uh, the, the other issue becomes that 
a mental health diagnosis can often get somebody out of jail and into a different treatment plan. And maybe that's something that they would prefer, or maybe it's something they need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the number of uh, folks that uh, are homeless in the United States, a huge number of them are, have mental illness. No question. And very sadly, many of them have a diagnosis. Many of them have been treated. Many of them have been given medications, which control their issues. However, when you're on your medications for some of these severe illnesses, yep. you may feel, oh, hey, I feel great. I'm going to stop taking my meds. And if you don't and have a caregiver, off, you're yeah. in trouble. When you, and, yeah. and then you come off the meds and you mm-hmm. don't have the control. Right. To, I mean, it, it, is, it is a horrible cycle. And yeah. I, I would say this, Larry. The medications seem to be a huge part of the problem. Yes. And I can only imagine that if we can destigmatize the treatment of mental illness. Yes. It will create an interest in people who have money, i.e., pharma, yep. to to come up with better medications and that are more tolerable or therapies. Maybe they're not medications. Maybe mm-hmm. they're therapies. Yep. I mean, I, I have a colleague who cannot say enough about ECT. You know, okay. I don't know if you remember one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. I do. They uh, so they talk well, that's about an old movie. Yeah, it's an old movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so. Mm-hmm. ECT is where they actually use an electric current right. to stimulate and fatigue some certain area of the brain. Yep. Yep. And uh, change their. And, and I'm not going to talk any more about it because supposedly I'll get it wrong. change their personality, right? Well, but that, that's or... that's not okay. what it does. So, okay. but but, but okay. as a treatment for depression mm-hmm. is very effective. Okay. And drug free. Okay. Right. We'll have to get a psychiatrist yeah. in here to talk uh, about well, that. But, well, there's even <laughs> in the even in the field of psychiatry, there mm-hmm. are psychiatrists that will sit and have knock down, drag out arguments about whether okay. the medications are more harmful than they are helpful right, right. and whether ECT, which, by the way, insurance companies don't like to pay for, it's expensive, right, right, right. And it, except when somebody is in the hospital and they're in inpatient therapy and they can't get right. them out on their meds, you better believe that they'll come pay for yeah. it then because they need to get them out of the hospital, I got right? You. Yeah. So, so I, I kind of digress, but, yep. but the idea that the treatment – of these mental disorders that have existed yep. since the beginning of time yep. isn't adequate right. if a, a large percent of a population who are on medications can't tolerate the medication. Well, it's interesting, Dr. Mark, because you bring right to these last two uh, stats that we want to talk about before we get into some of the other issues of mental health. The inadequate mental health system, the result of that, they believe today 40% of all adults that are in prison have a history of mental illness Mm -hmm. and seven in 10 youths in the juvenile justice system in America have a mental health condition, right? Untreated, inadequate, unaccessed cost. Yep. And, and so substance abuse is one of those issues, right? Right. Um, So, I mean, when you look at those numbers, I don't, I mean, we've talked about a, a lot of really shocking numbers. We have. Those aren't, that, those aren't that shocking. When, no, when you talk about really. the incarcerated individuals and you talk about the homeless and how mental illness plays into that, that doesn't surprise me no. at all. Um, and But it's still same issue, right? Access, treatment, diagnosis, because – And cost. And yeah. you, you know, you, you watch TV and, and see you know, how, how the television portrays the, uh, the prison system in the United States. Yep. But you have to understand there are prisons, there are jails – you know, each community has yep. their own thing, and not, they're not all created equal. 
Right. Right. And That's so, right. That's but, right. but they go, they go into this number. So a lot of these folks go undiagnosed right. for their entire lives. Right. And, you know, it's, it's just something that, that we have to be better at. Right. And, you know, in, in our market, Dr. Mark, in central Florida, there is an association, a nonprofit mm-hmm. called the Mental Health Association of Central Florida. And you can look it up in the phone book. Again, let me say phone that. Book? When, well, the, phone book? How about, how about Google? We got Google, that's right. There is no phone <laughs> is books no phone anymore. Book, yeah. Mental Health Association of Central Florida. What a great resource in getting support and community support for these kind of things. And, and you, can, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to get areas and groups in every community of any reasonable size that will absolutely address these issues, that will absolutely have some way to give you advice there are suicide hotlines that you can just call, not necessarily because you're about to commit suicide, right, right, right? but because you're depressed and they're going to refer you. Faith-based the, organizations, the they're VA. everywhere. So, the VA, so veterans yeah, out there yeah, have, yeah, have a yeah. huge, lots and lots of hard work, time, and yeah. dollars go into identifying mental, mental illness and trying to help mental illness, illness in our veterans. And it couldn't be more, more appropriately divided and and spent out there because right. that's that's what we need. Yet the utilization of that is much less than what you would expect yep. or would like to see. Let me I tie mean, this up, Doctor Mark, and we're going to stop talking about this. We'll talk about some other things in our next segment. A physician once said, "I love this. The best medicine for humans is love." Someone asked that physician, "What if it doesn't work?" He smiled and said, "Increase the dose." That's pretty good, Larry. I don't know. It's a little it's a little optimistic, but yeah. if if you take that to mean, you know, most of these illnesses can be managed if not cured. Yep. And yep. but what it takes is the personal strength or community strength to get the patient the help that they need. Right. And doing things that do not aid us in identifying these folks is wrong right for any political party and what we need to focus on as individuals is paying attention it it goes back to if you see something say something that's right it goes here too that's right you're listening to healthcare now the truth about u.s healthcare our website is behindhealthcarenow.com that's behindhealthcarenow.com we'll be right back you're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. We uh, took a sip of water, got rejuvenated, 
We're going to move on to a completely new topic, but uh, Larry, uh, thanks for yep. getting getting through those first three segments with me. That was and, an interesting discussion, yep, Dr. Mark. I, I hope the uh, listeners uh, get, a, get a lot out of that. And uh, I suspect we're going to get a lot of calls about that. Those yep, three segments, so. Dr. So. Mark. Which could be good, good or bad, Larry. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, no. true. No, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Okay. All right, so this is a topic that, I, I don't know, we've been carrying this around for a while. Long time. Yep, so this was, I think, back in uh, early May yep. in Medical Economics. is an article that's uh, entitled, 30 Million People of All Ages Uninsured yep. in U.S. in 2021. And you know what, Dr. Mark? That number has not changed dramatically in 10 years. I know. Thirty ten years. Let me let me think what's happened in the last ten years, Larry. Yeah. yeah. So so we've got the uh the ACA. That was going to change that number completely, right? Right, right. right. And uh no and, and, and I how yeah. can you go back further than ten years to uh, see that that number hasn't changed? Uh, I I can remember that ten years ago that number was thirty two million. Yep, yep. Now there we're still at thirty million. Well, I mean I think yeah. and, and this isn't supposed to be about the ACA, but but I, I do think that the one statistic that hasn't moved the needle at all is addressing the yep. uninsured yep. and the ACA has clearly not addressed addressed the yep. uninsured it shifted around cost it has it's shifted around access um, it's changed yep. a lot of things yep. but but it was touted to make sure that everybody in the United that's States right. has coverage. Well, at and one time it not, was mandated, if you right. remember. Yeah, if you were yeah. over age 25, you had joke. to have health insurance, yep. or you were going to pay a penalty on your taxes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, well, like that went gonna, away. Gonna, yeah, that well, that was away. completely unconstitutional. But so so we've got 30 million uninsured. Yep. So where 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 are these people? Why are they uninsured? Yep. I mean, yep. how, how does that okay. all work out, Larry? Okay, you know, it's interesting. Among the ages of 18 to 64 – Thirteen and a half percent, twenty-one percent, and sixty-six percent, based on different age groups, were uninsured. And what I find interesting is the largest uninsured group is in that forty-five to sixty age group. Well, the states make sure the kids are insured. That's right. Right. So you, you got, got Medicaid, you got Medicaid, you got children's health insurance which is, program, which is it's yep. federally yep. aided, but the state right. does the majority of the management and funding. Yep. So everybody who has a kid and yep. either, you know, if their income is great enough, you would hope that their job or their ability to go yep. out and get insurance is going to cover the child. That's right. But if it's not, or quite frankly, I mean, I know there are a lot of Americans out there that uh, can make it look like yep. they're making less than they yep. are and they, they can get Medicaid as well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you look at America today, we're still at just under 10% of all Americans are uninsured. Dr. Mark. And not only uninsured, what about the ones that are underinsured? Well, it can be the That's same a thing. Huge I number. mean, it can be the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have if you have insurance, yeah. but you cannot right. afford your deductible, right? You're not going to get care. Well, being right? in this industry for 25 years, Doctor Mark, and you know I've been in the insurance industry a long time. It seems to me that the reason this number isn't moving is several things. Number one the cost of premiums of insurance continues to rise. Right. Double-digit rate right. increases every year. The shift of out-of-pocket cost Huge. have shifted dramatically. dramatically. It has doubled in the last right. five years. Yeah, Overall, I mean, 50% right. increase. Growing up, you had a $500 deductible. Yeah. That was a big deductible. Now, it was uh, either the ACA is 8000 Oh, yeah. 
and yeah. and uh, high deductible plans are anywhere from ten to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now you still have your copays, but where you get nailed is if you end up in the hospital right. or well, the ER. Well, the copays yeah. and the coinsurance yeah. are also a relatively new animal, right? And right. it's another way yeah. for the insurance industry to cover That's the right. risk side of their basket. That's right? right. That's right. But but you're right, Larry, and mm-hmm. and I know that with the original. ACA, the discussion of the states having to cover that's that's mm-hmm. who they wanted to cover yep. with Medicaid. They that's wanted right. people that's that right. were older, but if they didn't have the financial and all that backing, does is put a huge burden on the American taxpayer. Well, actually, it's going to bankrupt the majority right. of the states. That's right. And so, right. so that didn't happen. So I don't know, Larry. I think there's there is another piece. It's sort of like mm-hmm. uh, people that just aren't going to get a vaccine. Yeah. There's yep. uh, there's a fixed percentage of folks that just aren't going to get That's insurance. Yep. Now, we should have done this ahead of time, but I wonder how many drivers out there are uninsured. Now, that's illegal, but there are a lot of people out there that are uninsured drivers. I will tell you, though, the uh, motor vehicles, uh, state motor vehicle departments now have pretty much got it down to where if you're driving without insurance on your license, you're going to get flagged sooner or later. So, but It's gotten a lot better, you Dr. Think, Mark. Do you think it's... Yeah. It's less than 10%? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, so, probably not. So yeah. when you look at that number, when we're going to say that 10% of Americans are uninsured, right? Is it, I mean, you know, we got we have to compare well, it to other things, right? let me throw something right? else out there. I gave uh-huh. you the two reasons. Here is my third reason. We indicated that 25% of America has a medical debt of over $500. Right. Now, if you've got a medical debt because your insurance didn't cover it, how are you going to cover your premium? Well, you're not going to get insurance. You're not going to qualify with that company for yeah. one. And, right. you know, right. I, and I have I have run into people that had qualms with one company and just went to another company. Exactly. And they may owe Blue Cross, Blue Shield, yeah. X number of dollars. Yeah. And they're just yeah. they're they're running around. Yeah. 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 No, no that, that's that's yeah. very true. I do believe that the surprise billing act where <clears throat> they can't charge you more than in network cost. I think that's going to help. Sure. That's sure. one of the pieces that's going to help. Well, it is. It's going to help certain things. Yeah, but I would. It's going to help I out would, of pocket costs. Yeah, I would say that the number of uninsured not going to change much. I real. I really believe that, yeah. and I and <clears throat> I think it goes back to that. We can only get it down to yep. if it's not an automatic deal. You know, like in a in a in socialized medicine, where it's automatic. You yep. got, you know, if you, yep. if you're a citizen, you have coverage. Well, if that's it's the not whole political discussion, right, right? Do you have a but, right to have health insurance right. in this country if you're an American? Yeah. And so, yeah. so I'm not <clears throat> in favor of socialization of, of no. medicine, but I think that's the only statistically 10%. Yep. It probably isn't that awful, Larry. Yep. You know, it's awful for individuals who need it yep. and they get into trouble. Yep. But, but is that a gamble just yep. like, just like? With the cars, that's right. You know, if, right. if somebody doesn't have car insurance and they never yeah. have a wreck, yep. hey, and, and you know, where they, do you who go won? if you have no insurance and you get sick? Where do you go? The emergency room. You go to the emergency room. And what room. do they got to do there? And then they got to triage, right? You. Right. And, and then, guess who's going to get the bill? You're going to get the, the bill. hospital. Yep. And well, if you can't pay it, it's bad debt write off. And then they get paid by the feds on these subsidiaries, right? Subs, uh, subsidies that they get back for bad oh, yeah. debt. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I mean, is it a good thing? No, it's not a good no, thing, not at but all. it doesn't pan out to be 
what people are really thinking. That's right. So, so again, I think it becomes a little bit of a political argument yeah. as to whether yeah. what what's the acceptable number of uninsured people in right. the U.S. Right. And and you know maybe that's the right. number we're at. I don't know. I, I'd like to hear yeah. some feedback from listeners what they Absolutely. think about that. Absolutely, I'd like to hear that but, as well. But it is it is something to something to discuss. Great discussion, Doctor Mark. Yep. All right, so let's uh, move on. We've got just a few minutes to chat. Yep. There's there was another uh, discussion. We we talk a lot about the cost of medications. Yep. And when you when it boils down to it, there there are some drugs that are so exorbitantly expensive that yep. they represent a huge tick. And we're not going to have time to go through all this these lists, but let's kind of get yep. let's kind of get the conversation started. Yeah. For Insight Health, which is a drug, uh, comp- drug. Uh, overview, a research statistical company, put out 10 things that you may or may not know about drugs. And I thought this was really something that we need to talk about, Dr. Mark. Okay. The first one is drug spending is rising slower than health spending in America. See, I'm going to fix the grammar. It should say more yep. slowly. Right. Okay. Yeah. But drug spending is rising more slowly than yep. health spending in America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, how does that play out? Well, CMS projects that national spending on prescription drugs will increase 4.3% this year, which is about $380 billion, and that's slightly below the 4.6% increase that's expected for national overall health care right. spending. Doctor. So Mark. I'm going to call 4.3 versus 4.6 too close to call. That's right. So, that's right. And so I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say that they sensationalized that one a little that's bit. That's a wash. All right. Yeah. What's, the, what's the next one? Drug spending is down as share of total health spending. Well, we just talked about that. Okay. You know. So, Drug spending this year will represent about 8.5% of national health care expenditures. But I will tell you, health plans will tell you that drug spending as a percent of their total cost is in the low 20s, Dr. Mark. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. know where this number came from. Yeah, the, but, and, and again, the difference between the two years is 0.7%. So yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to write that off as, uh, yeah. as, as a rounding error, too. Yeah, and then the third one, this is important. Consumer out of pocket spending on out of pocket spending on drugs increased forty seven billion dollars last year. That's a that's a big number. That's a big number, and you wonder why. Remember we talked about if a copay went up ten ten dollars, twenty five percent wouldn't pick it up. Right, right. There we go. Yep. That's so, so that that becomes problematic. Becomes because, problematic. And, and you know their comparison is with last year, which was also an increase. So yep. a year-over-year year increase of yep. about $47, $46 billion yeah. a year. And that represents about 12.5% of the total drug spend projected for 2022, Dr. Mark. Yeah, so that, 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 that becomes that That's becomes a big problem. Yep. yep. So insurers continue to cover the bulk of drug spending. Right. So this year, private insurers paid for almost 90% of yep. all prescription drug spending. Yep. So I guess that's... You know, when you have your your copay, yep. that that's yep. the other yep. that's the other piece of it. Again, and, let's caution our our listeners: if you have a health plan that says when you go get a, a generic drug, let's say your copay is thirty dollars, level one. You know, they come right, level right. one, two, three, four, yep. thirty dollars. Yep, it could be that the actual cost of that drug is less than that copay. That's true. Don't use your insurance. Either pay for it out of pocket yep. or go to a place like GoodRx or somewhere. Yep, yep. Always ask. That's Always another important ask. ask. Yep. Right? Okay. Yep. The annual increase in the number of prescriptions is steady. So yep. so we've got about a, a 2.5% increase year over year over year. Yeah, you know what I yep. thought was interesting? 
There are 6.5 billion prescriptions written in America every year, Dr. Mark. Wow. That's a huge number. Uh, you know what would be interesting to know is yeah. out of that 6.5 billion, how many clients is that? How yeah. many people is that? Yeah. That would be a neat number. But, I mean, six and a half billion prescriptions. Mm. Are we overdrugged in this country, Dr. Mark? Uh, you know, pro- probably. <laughs> I'm again, I, I'd say half the country is over-medicated and the other half is under-medicated. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. And and you know what? Uh, 1.2 billion of those prescriptions are dealt with? Hypertension. You got it. Super, super. Yep. And, yep. you know, the interesting thing about hypertension is some of the best meds out there have been around a long yep. time in their yep. generics. So, right. you know, managing that those generic, yep. the quality of the generic right. meds could really keep costs down. And another piece of that, and this will kind of end this, pain meds is right up there with hypertension. Yes. Is yes. a prescription. Yep. They continue. They, they're going down. Yep. It's going down. Yep. It's definitely yep. something I think that it's and been. And you've been a big proponent of that as yep. a surgeon. Yep. I think yep. that there's yep. there are a lot of reasons that we're seeing less, but we are seeing less. Yep. Hey, Larry, that was a great show. And I really look forward to uh, getting some feedback from our listeners. And I also yep. look forward to seeing you next week. All right, Dr. Mark. See you later. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.